0: Ayo, toners. Ayo. <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. We're so sorry that we missed last week. I know that you were feeling a little off last week. You were wondering what it was. You it were was, wondering what we were up to. Uh, it was because you didn't get your dose of two-tone training. So we're back this week better than ever. And we had to get our mind right. We yeah. we sat down with Tom Foxley, who's a mindset coach, and we're like SOS. It came, honestly, at the perfect time. Last week was absolute insanity. We had three um, massive events between our sip and strut. We actually had our first college event. Super exciting. We took over Northeastern. And then we also took over UMass Dartmouth, which was, I know, super nostalgic for Leah being back on campus. Oh, my Corsairs, which is a French pirate, in case anyone was wondering. I was like, what is it? It sounds like a horse. It does sound like a horse, but it's a French pirate, um, contrary to popular belief. Um, We have tonight... Our first ever completely sold out. No, that's, that's, that's a lie. lie. I just lied to all of you, you. She lied. It's actually our second. Our second sold out Sip and Strut. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also our biggest event ever. Our biggest event ever. Ever. And it's it's pretty surreal. Lee and I opened up signups along with um marwa who runs the boston food list which most of you probably know at this point but and together, caitlin and caitlin uh, Fifth from wellness. Fifth wellness we launched sip and strut um we opened up tickets kind of expecting oh it's a free event like we're like okay i think people will hopefully be interested in and we definitely expected to sell a few tickets but it was pretty surreal waking up and just seeing like um 400 plus tickets sold and a, a climbing wait list. so it's been surreal and it's like I felt like one of those aha moments like something something kind of clicking and like what we're doing is working and I think we just we really needed that that after such a stressful week it's so easy to get lost in the weeds and lost in the sauce yeah and lost in the progress of like look how far we've come so thank you guys for always supporting us and hopefully we can catch you at one of our events if you're in the boston area if you missed this one if you're on the wait list we have many more sip and struts coming your way actually capo is october 27th um anything else shay that we missed before they get to this episode about mindset Before you get to this episode, um, if you are not in the Boston area, you can still engage with us and we appreciate your support, whether it's on social media, but also I think a lot of people don't know that we have an app. So I really want to plug that quickly. We have a virtual app. Um, You can access it with the link in our bio. And um, there's a ton of on-demand content on there. Leah and I make it a point, regardless of how busy our week is, to record classes. So there's follow-along classes, group fitness classes, similar to kind of the vibe you'll get in our in-person class. Obviously, minus all the people, it's you toning from home. (laughs) But then we also have follow along programs if you're someone who prefers something a little bit more structured and a little more personal training esque. Um, We have a two week band program and a two week dumbbell series. So definitely worth checking out. It's one dollar for your first month, and I believe fifteen dollars every month after that. So packet yeah. change. No, I, I won't say that, but I'll, I will say that it is um, an investment worth, that's worth it. It's worth it. And like Tom mentions, and like we mentioned in this podcast, invest in yourself. It's the best investment that you can ever make. So with that being said, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Your
1: emotions are there for a reason. They're telling you something. They're telling you that like, this is important. You need to be worried about it. Or this is exciting. Go towards it. Or this is scary. Stay away from it. They're telling you something and you don't dismiss them definitely because they're useful bits of information but they are just that as well they're, they're useful bits of information they're not the truth always they can be manipulated by what you believe and what you've learned to expect in the past
0: is hot girl summer still happening this year how many carbs are in a white claw if i squat every day well i get a dump truck i'm shay i'm leah we are two tone training <laughs> you're listening to don't tone alone Today we have a very special guest with us, um, Tom Foxley. Welcome to the podcast. He is the founder of Mindset RX, um, a mindset coaching service. Most well known for the CrossFit community, but I know he does a lot of entrepreneurs as well. So, Lee, I feel like we need to use this almost to our advantage as like a therapy session. <laughs> get I, uh, get our minds right. This I think be very beneficial. For I us. think our mindsets have been a little shaky lately. Just because we've had so much going on and we're, we've, we're trying to be better, Tom, about just looking at each other and being like, stop, take a breath, like yeah. reset, appreciate the moment, be in the moment and like put your best foot forward. But it's not easy. So we absolutely need your tips. And I think our toner community could use those as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm looking forward to it. And it's like, you bring up a really important point to begin with. Like when you are a entrepreneur, when you're trying to achieve things, I I actually don't think that's whether you're an entrepreneur or whether you like you're ambitious in your job or you're ambitious as a CrossFitter or as a mom or whatever it is, like you like if you want to achieve a lot, your day gets like filled and mindset and kind of self-care kind of gets pushed to the side. Right. Um, so having those routines in is like massively important, but anyway, I'm, I'm glad to be here and I'm looking forward to sharing some of, of what I've learned.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And going through your page, I, I feel like I've already learned so much just from your Instagram alone, but I want to just kind of let our listeners know how we met. He, Tom slid into our DMs and his voice memo says, I'm going to tell you how to live your best life. And I was like, Leah, um, say less. We need, to <laughs> we need to have this man. I guess what makes you so confident that you can teach people how to live their best life? Let's start there.
1: And so, yeah, I've, I've been coaching mindset for well, as, as long as I've been a, a professional, really, I was a Royal Marines commander before that, which is basically means I was in the British armed forces and I overcame a lot of my own struggles along that journey it was, um, it was a tough journey. It was a difficult journey and I don't want to make it out like I'm a war hero or anything like that. Cause I'm not, there's plenty more people who did, um, the far more brave and courageous deeds than I did, but I learned a lot on that journey. I had to overcome my own challenges. And in that, I started discovering mindset, I started like kind of investigating what mindset was, why did the things I did, why didn't do the things I didn't, did want to, but somehow couldn't because I wasn't motivated enough, why kind of self-sabotage, why didn't have the self-belief and all these kind of challenges came up. And through that. Um, I kind of, I learned about it myself and I started personal training at the same time and started coaching CrossFit at around the same time too. And doing personal training, having classes and all this kind of stuff was fantastic. But I realized that yes, the sets and the reps were important, but the conversations I was having with my athletes were far more important. Like that's where the real growth happened for these athletes. And that's what I found, um, had the greatest impact on their lives ultimately because lots of people can do sets and reps but to have a connection with someone and to enable someone to find the next level like that was that was uh really important so yeah i, I over over the years put that into a process into a system that we now call the rrp method and now it's um yeah we've helped over a thousand athletes with their mindset and it works
0: that's amazing and i i find it really interesting because I think CrossFit athletes um, specifically just have, uh, are just need to be so mentally strong, right? We were actually recently at Wadapalooza last year and just seeing kind of what these athletes not only put their bodies through, but in order to put their bodies through it, they also need to have a strong mindset and a mindset to go along with it. So, I guess, what does like a one on one session look like with some of these athletes?
1: Yeah, it really depends where they are on their journey. So with some people, it could be like very simple journaling exercises. Okay, we're just going to stream what's in your consciousness, get it out onto paper so that you're not so overwhelmed with it and we're going to then we're going to discuss what's gone down on the paper like what do you see what do we see in terms of patterns and stories what are the dominant emotions you're feeling what are the um the challenges that you're facing and then what comes up from a mental emotional perspective as you're going through that and then kind of what's getting in the way and then for some other people it might be you've got a competition coming up let's discuss how to practice imagination work or visualization it might be how to um prep for some lifts it might be like Pre comp routines. It might be building confidence between that, so it's kind of conversational based in the actual um, sessions that we have with people. Um, but the work happens outside of it. Like the work is the sets and the reps that you're putting in on a daily basis. Because, like, I don't know about you, but like, I've I've used therapists before, and like I've I've kind of spoken to mental health professionals when I've been hitting challenges in all kinds of areas. Yeah. And those hours are great, but then the hour stops and then I've got another 23 hours in that day and another six days <laughs> in the just, week.
0: Or just you and your thoughts.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So like what, yeah, exactly. Right. So what are we doing during the day? Like what's, what's, what's that happening? And are you putting in sets and the reps throughout the week, just like you would in your physical training. And that's what really makes the difference. It's not the conversations with me as, as much as I, <laughs> I love talking and teaching and love the sound of my own voice. It's um, it, it's really the sets and the reps that the athletes put in throughout the week that gets the the results.
0: Yeah, Tom, I, I know that we do have some CrossFit listeners, but we have a lot of people that are just sort of beginners in their fitness journey. And I would love to gear the conversation towards them and starting out. I think uh, a, a popular conversation that or a common conversation Shay and I have with our, our people in our community is that they have a hard time sticking to their routine. Like they'll get started and they'll get excited about fitness for maybe a few days and then they drop off so what advice might you have for someone who is struggling with that same same concept
1: yeah that is um that is the ultimate challenge to begin with and i think the the real problem here is that we get so enamored with the idea that we have to do what everyone else is doing and like Because we see someone going to the gym three times a week, that's what we have to do. Or because we see someone running for X number of miles per week, that's what we feel we have to do. Whereas if you are authentically and personally interested in, I don't know, rock climbing, paddle boarding, um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, like whatever it is for you, that's what you need to find. And I think that we we get so caught up looking for the perfect answer that we forget to look for what's fun and compelling and engaging for us. So the hack is that there is no hack is to, is to forget what everyone else is thinking, which we can definitely discuss because it's not as easy as it is and go for what you find fun. Like that is the most essential thing there.
0: No, I agree. I think that's when you get, you enter a dangerous territory in the sense that people don't want to stick to it. I mean, we know our mom even has her gym routine and she dreads it. She's like, I go to the gym every day and do, 20 minutes on the treadmill (laughs) and 20 minutes Mm -hmm. on the elliptical and I just loathe going. And I'm like, mom, you should try like a group fitness class or try to do something Mm -hmm. a little bit more fun. And I know she's kind of been incorporating like walks with her friends. And that's what actually we've been incorporating into our community is walks with your friends and these ankle weight walks. And I mean, a trainer might look at that and say, Hey, like, that's not what I would do necessarily Uh, to get your ultimate physique, but Mm -hmm. I think it's getting community and I think it's getting a lot of people just like moving and
1: yeah. And it's, it's, it's not perfect by any means to do like these kind of things that we're both suggesting, but it's better than nothing. And it's progress over where people like are starting out. And like, I know I started out and that would have done a huge amounts for me and my training. So like it's progress over perfection. That's the ultimate mindset shift to get into. It's like, okay, I'm going to forget about perfection because perfection doesn't exist. It's impossible. It's a constant standard to beat yourself down with. Whereas progress is always possible, no matter where you start or how good you get, you can always get better and move towards a standard of excellence. So like, that's really what we're looking for is like, can you forget about perfection? I know it's tough, but can we forget about perfection and go for progress instead?
0: Yeah. Do you have any tips, I guess, for dealing with that, like fear of failure or fear of judgment? Because I know a lot of just people who come to our classes or I know I even dealt with this a lot at the beginning of kind of my fitness journey is like getting into a group of people and not feeling like I can keep up or winded or need to stop. Um, and yeah, you get in your own head and then it discourages you from wanting to keep going or attend
1: yeah, absolutely, and that's it's a really tough thing to deal with because, like, there's the the social side of things. Like, okay, you, you do feel like you're getting kind of rejected socially, or you do feel like you're inadequate if you turn up, and like those are very real concerns, and it's it's not a nice place to be in mentally when when you start there. the The goal here is to learn to gather perspective, distance, and um, a, a really different relationship with your thoughts and emotions. So we can be swept along by emotions. We can be carried along and we can be completely immersed in them, or we can take a step back and experience what we're experiencing. And that is really what perspective is. So we have to learn to see our thoughts or hear our thoughts. We have to learn to feel our emotions. You have to learn to feel our physical sensations and watch our behaviors without getting so immersed in them that we kind of forget that we're the ones in in control. So we can do loads of things here to create that distance one of them which has become super popular is just a a meditation practice one where we're not trying to change our mental state or clear our thoughts but learn to step back and observe and just watch them pass by just like you're watching cars drive past on the road or um or the river flow by like we're trying to develop that relationship where we're not immersed in it and we're trying to separate ourselves from it because that's where we have the um the the opportunity to grow there's a um a psychologist or psychiatrist, sorry, called Viktor Frankl, um, Man Search a Meaning in his book. And he talks about this, the space between stimulus and response. And that's what we want to highlight here it's like, okay, something happens, and then I'm going to look at the space, and then I'm going to respond differently. So we can meditate for that, or we can start journaling. Journaling is a huge one because as we start writing, just freely completely just we call it observe your inner athlete so your observe your inner athlete being your um internal narrative or your subconscious story we're trying to get that onto paper so you're just going to write freely for five ten fifteen minutes not judging or editing or redacting or trying to construct like a perfect Mm -hmm. story but just writing freely. And then when you look back at that, you can start to look at the repeating phrases and themes and patterns that come up. And that helps you create that distance between your thoughts and your emotions and who you are.
0: It's so funny because I remember one of my ex-boyfriends gave me a book called the daily stoic. And Mm -hmm. he was, he was a very stoic person. He never let his emotions get the best of him. And it, he bounced me out in a way. And I remember reading the book and just having the thought of like, what a weird way to live life, not letting your emotions consume you and not leading with your emotions. And I, and I sort of judged it in a way of like, I don't know. I don't know if I could ever really live my life like that. I don't know if I could go through and just be this cold hearted person, stone cold person. But as I was reading, I really did see the advantages of not being a cold person, but kind of sitting with your emotions, like you said, before you and like, act on them. them and filtering them because it's, you get into trouble when, when you do leave with your emotions. <laughs> and I think Shay and I both are people that do that. So, um, I, I oh yeah
1: definitely point. you guys are completely right as well like this it's really normal to have those emotional states and to to have them pop up and what we definitely don't want to do is dismiss it because like whether we look at it from a kind of um a biological or evolutionary lens or if we look at it from like a kind of psychological lens um so we need to learn to just gather a little perspective on it and we can still sit there and still be happy and still like be sad and still be in floods of tears with laughter and all these kind of emotions that they can still be be there and they can still be very um, engaging and emotions are an important part of our life but we don't have to be wrapped up in them when we are when they're not helpful to us um
0: i found it really interesting i saw one of your recent posts talking about kind of like the nervous system and like sometimes like it being like so elevated that like you have a hard time like it's not it's not allowing you to perform right like or allowing mm-hmm. you to like go all out during your workouts because you're so so like maybe like overstimulated um, mm-hmm. I guess I would love to talk a little bit more about that, and I think that does kind of tie into emotions.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. It's it's a huge part of it. Like, so the, the ultimate question here is like how how good is your mindset when you've missed out on like six hours of sleep in a night? Like, how good is your mindset then? Like, I I personally get incredibly grumpy and horrible to be around to when I don't sleep. <laughs> That's um, <not>
0: really <laughs> yeah, me. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I can still somewhat function Leah, I just like forget
1: about it. Yeah, okay, okay so hunger is the other one as well, <laughs> like getting, getting hangry that, that's nervousness and dysregulation. <laughs> yeah, like, but, but then the other side of it is like, okay, so we've just got a, a new puppy. I don't actually, I should probably figure out where he is at some point today, um, <laughs> okay. somewhere around here. Yeah, um, so we've got a new puppy, he's fantastic, and like, but the added bonus of this that I didn't realize and didn't expect is getting outside in sunlight within the first 90 minutes of waking up sets my circadian rhythm because I'm walking him. So I have to, so it sets my circadian rhythm. So I wake up with more energy. I go to sleep better and therefore my thoughts are more like kind of um, in a line with who I want to be throughout the day. Um, and then the other part is like, co-regulation so you'll know this when you when you experience when you um when you're around someone that you really gel with you really enjoy being around them you kind of you regulate your nervous systems together you see you look in each other's eyes you kind of you smile together um you kind of mimic each other's emotions and you regulate each other's nervous systems and you can like you can do this with pets like when you're cuddling them when you're around them they relax you and it puts you in a different state as well so what i'm saying here is that we have all these kind of like switches and triggers to adjust our biology and our nervous system regulation to put us in a better place so that we can be more motivated throughout the day so we can form habits better so we can push harder and work out so we can be just happier or more carefree they're they're all there and if we manipulate those we're in this incredible position to have a better mindset but also if we don't like if we if we ignore them if we kind of use them to our disadvantage they completely ruin our mindset and there's no amount of meditation journaling visualization conversation that we can do that's ever going to override that kind of biological setting that's deeper inside
0: speaking of being overstimulated with like social media and like Mm -hmm. working out obviously most people work out with their phones for music What is your advice as far as that go? Are you a hard, like, do not disturb? And you find that that really helps out? Or do you think it's okay to have the music blasting, maybe kind of answering here and there? What's your take? Uh,
1: Yeah, I I think it depends where you are at the time. Like, if you are going to the CrossFit Games and you, Mm -hmm. like, have everything, like, is lined up and you're trying to hit your peak performance for these, like, five days in a year, then, like get rid of the phone like you don't need it there you're trying to do kind of um things that don't require it if however you are just kind of you're there to enjoy yourself and enjoyment is the best is the most important part to make you come again that's gonna um lead you towards your goal then the phone is is fine during the training session i'm not like a a hard no or yes person it's like it's one that's really annoying answers of it depends
0: Yeah. I mean, I think the phone is where I personally get into a little bit of trouble. And I was actually talking to my therapist about this the other day. It's like, I feel like as an entrepreneur and as I guess kind of like athletes, you're trying to give or make the maximum or make the most out of your days and right squeeze every um ounce of productivity into every single minute of your day but I do find that myself like waking up and like immediately my first thing is to like grab my phone and look at it and it's like not even giving myself myself a second to breathe I'm like my nervous system wakes me up I'm looking at my phone and it's like oh let's go yeah so I
1: know, I know personally like when I'm checking my phone a lot and when I see that screen use metric like creep up at the end of yeah, the, end of the week
0: like,
1: yeah yeah like and then you figure out how much of your life you're going to spend on your phone it's like oh shit like, that's that's <laughs> not what I want <laughs> um when I'm doing that I know that there is some sort of emotional need that i'm not satisfying and usually for me it's not i'm not taking enough time to myself and i'm pushing way too hard and it's this kind of like fear driven mm-hmm. scarcity driven like oh, i'm not going to be good enough so for some reason i'm checking my phone for i think it's probably connection that i'm looking for there um but I, I know it varies for different people sometimes it's just stimulation sometimes it's connection like i said sometimes it's just frustration and boredom with not being where you want in your life so like it's phones are not evil it's how we use them that is kind of can be problematic sometimes
0: take back control over your phone people (laughs) don't let it control you so once you once you've surpassed the point where okay you're getting in the gym and you've gotten over your fear of being there consistency Mm -hmm. consistency is what everyone struggles with What are some of your tips that have helped your clients stay consistent and understanding that motivation isn't always there?
1: Yeah. Nice. So the, we have to reduce the difficulty of the goal because sometimes we think about consistency to begin with. It's back to that progress over perfection piece, but sometimes we think of um, the consistency to begin with. It's like, I have to have a perfect session seven times a week, and we're going from zero sessions to seven sessions or whatever. And, or we're looking at going from six seven eight hours on our phone today um a day to trying to get to like half an hour and maybe that's not achievable so maybe the goal initially is i know it's like it's cliche and you hear it the whole time the goal initially is putting on your um putting on your workout gear and getting out the door that's the first step and that counts as success and that in a very perfectionistic driven culture um can often be um we can we can see it as that we're not good enough if we're doing that but it is progress so self-compassion is there but also figuring out what the minimum effective dose is for you stop going for the perfect but what's the minimum effective dose so maybe the minimum effective dose is five minutes of cardio like three times a week maybe that's enough to get you progressing towards your goal um we need to figure out what that is for us and then start there and use that as our baseline. And if we want to do more, we can absolutely do more, go crazy, do a million sessions, like do whatever you want, but keeping it consistent at a foundation and, and building that moving average as we grow, that's the important piece there.
0: Definitely. And I mean, I know you work obviously with all levels of the spectrum, but especially those like elite athletes, like how do you kind of work with them as far as like, just like finding the perfect balance? Like I'm sure they kind of deal with more of like the max out versus like not showing up. Uh, nah.
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, it's finding about what drives us is back to that authenticity piece again. It's like what what is it that you want out of this? Like who are you? Like who can you be? Like what kind of person do you really long to be? And what your emotional drivers? If we can figure that out, then the habit formation takes care of itself. What we've got to realize is that almost all our decisions throughout the day are subconscious. We're not logically thinking them through. We are kind of just carrying out these default patterns of behavior that we've ingrained so instead of looking to like add things in like add in new systems of consistency what we have to do really is figure out the reason why we're not doing the things that we want to be doing in the first place and that is down to a story that we believe like for example it would be i believe i am i don't know in this scenario not good enough and don't deserve to be here and that's why I won't go to the gym. I believe I'm going to be laughed at if I turn up to this group scenario because that's what I learned through childhood. I I believe that I'm not going to be um, uh, I'm not going to be supported or cared for, and that's something that I believe. And it's um, usually boils down to something that I'm I'm not enough is the central belief. Um, but if we are constantly battling that story, and that story is dictating almost all our unconscious or subconscious thought patterns behaviors um emotional states then trying to add in new habit formation is always going to be a problem so instead of like adding we have to take away like we're going to remove the breaks from this we're going to remove the obstacles and then the path to get to your goal will be a lot less bumpy
0: so what are your thoughts i guess i i think it goes hand in hand as like thoughts on like manifestation like maybe yeah. you manifest it or showing up as that person before you actually are like and like almost like the need to kind of convince yourself that you're there before you are
1: yeah like i i don't think it's a i I don't think there's anything magic happening i don't think we are creating (laughs) anything from 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 nothing but i do think there's a lot of utility in in thinking this is who i want to be and this is the way that person would act and actually laying out and being deliberate and assertive in this is what I want. Like, these are the things that I want to achieve because so often we go through life and just kind of pick up whatever we're given without really like, maybe we write a career plan when we're like finishing college or uni or whatever it is for us. Or maybe we kind of check in once every new year with like, Oh, this is what I want to achieve this year. But we very rarely on a consistent basis, weekly, daily, or quarterly or monthly sit down and go, this is what I want to achieve and this is what I'm going after. And this is how I'll feel when I get there. And just as importantly there, this is how I'll feel if I don't get there because like we we can drive ourselves in two ways with the carrot or the stick and they both work hand in hand together. So like reminding ourselves what we're losing if we don't get there or what we're failing to achieve is, is quite often a, a motivating factor too
0: are you someone
1: who has kind of like a vision board or <laughs> yeah I, I used to I used to um, and it didn't work for me and, and it works for some athletes that we work with like mindsets are one series it's one solution it's not a kind of something that something that work for you work for me or work for this athlete or that athlete but um, I'm not on not on the vision boards myself but some athletes seem to work I I don't think there's much kind of proof, but you know what, if it makes you feel better and it makes you do the things that you want to do, then like you're on it.
0: Shay's like, love me a good vision, board. A good vision
1: yeah. board. Or I'm
0: someone who also like, I think my background's like a quote, right? Something that like, yeah. continues like to inspire me. And especially I think like teaching group fitness and getting in front of like a group of people, like you obviously are in charge of kind of bringing some of the motivation and the energy. So mm-hmm. also, kind of like giving yourself that self pep pep te- te- talk too so that you are like believing the things that you are saying in front of these people you know
1: yeah definitely and if that works to you that works to you and who who cares really like if like that's what really matters like it doesn't matter if it works in a study it matters if it works for you personally
0: yeah no and I I think it's hard to for people who look at others and maybe look at someone like you who seems to have it all figured out but The irony. You you (laughs) didn't at one point, and you still don't. So, has there been anything that maybe you struggled with in your fitness journey, and any really like life changing event that you feel like caused you to be the person you are today, and maybe have such a strong mindset?
1: Oh man, there's there's so much, and like it really made me laugh when you said it it seems like I have it all figured out. I don't (laughs) (laughs) like the reason why I know so much about this stuff is because I struggle with it so much, and like it's 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 a process to figure out. But like, I think there's, there's a few things that shape me. Um, it, It's one of those classic stories that, where you go back to, to childhood. And when I, when I go back um, I, in my school life, I was, I was really badly bullied. I was the kind of the outsider kid. I'd go to school in the morning on the bus, get bullied on the bus, like get bullied at the break times at school, get bullied, oh. like get beaten up in the way back. And it, it was a really shitty existence for, for a while. And I didn't like, I kind of really stood out and like, wasn't the wasn't the coolest kid around um what happened from that is I actually at the same time and I never put two and two together until fairly recently I developed um what doctors temporarily called sudden death syndrome which is probably the the least positive diagnosis any doctors ever made (laughs) yeah I know right um so I was diagnosed diagnosed temporarily with that um, and it's basically getting heart palpitations and my heart would stop for about three seconds and I'd feel the yeah. pressure build up and then it would just like a bang and then go to like 180 to 240 beats a minute and did like, I'd go very faint and basically pass out and this for a very active kid who was like super athletic as a kid like it was, it was really hard and I lost all my identity as a kid and like that really like shook me what i didn't realize like and by the way that was before i went into the royal marines obviously and like before i did this um military side of things so like i had to overcome that in the journey and like looking back at it it's so obvious now that that was psychosomatic like that was the the trauma and the emotional stress that I was going through at the time and the loneliness that I was feeling that was manifesting itself in a physical symptom because I had every heart scan known to man. I, I spent my, (laughs) I remember looking around in this one um, specialist surgery and I was like, Oh, I'm the only person who's younger than 85 in here because everyone else is having these (laughs) heart conditions. And and I, and I was like 13 or 14 at the time. Um, So like going through, like, it wasn't anything structurally wrong physically wrong it was all mental emotional so like going through the what i i know now to be kind of trauma healing um it was really tough and like that that continues to shape me today but i think i'm finally getting to the point where you can be like where i can be like i'm i'm grateful that that happened in a weird way and i'm grateful that i spent years getting bullied and i'm I'm, it sounds really weird to say and i'm Mm -hmm. grateful that i felt very lonely because Without that, well, I wouldn't be where I am now. I wouldn't have learned everything. I wouldn't have been able to help these athletes that we've helped. I probably wouldn't have my wife, my dog, like all these all these things. Like they, they wouldn't have happened without that. So like it's it's funny. Like I don't know whether you guys have kind of I, I'm guessing or similar experience, but things that have shaped you and you look back and you're like, oh man, I'm actually grateful that that happened.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I think it's a continued struggle. I mean, even now, like, and this was something that we were going to ask you about later is like sleep tips. Like when I go to bed at night, like my, my heart is racing, like Mm. fear of failure and, um, you know, fear of judgment and fear of not being perfect is something that I constantly battle with. And it's, it's, I use meditation apps and I, I use Shay to talk to, and I've done therapy before. And I think it's just, recognizing that you're not alone in that journey and that there's other people out there dealing with what you are as well. And there's always resources and, and it's, it's okay and to sit with those emotions and sit with those feelings, but to actively try to, I don't know, help the situation and help yourself is there's power in that.
1: Mm. Mm, Definitely. And I think the, the mistake that lots of us make in that situation is we feel those emotions, like the, the, like, I'm I'm in your camp with the not being able to sleep side of things. If I get mega stress, like last night for example, like it it like I I did not sleep well, and yeah. that's because I yeah I I was I was putting myself on just so much pressure and like and they yeah. like kind of I have to be perfect. I have to be doing this. And...
0: Is it trouble falling asleep because I feel like I'm like the only person who like gets it like she morning. gets it. Shay gets it in the morning. Yeah. We we're in tandem. So I yeah, yeah. that night I'm panicking. <laughs> She wakes up panicking and I feel better. So then I can comfort her. Yeah, oh nice. I'm glad it works out that way. <laughs> <bad> that way. <laughs> okay. Um
1: for yeah, for me it's it's falling asleep. Um and like I you can see myself getting into the pattern of like, oh I'm feeling a bit worried about things, so I'll check my phone unconsciously and then I catch myself and I was like, oh, and I put that down. But I think the mistake we make is like with, when those emotions build up and it's the same things that like stop us going from the gym or stop us being consistent or stop us doing our meal prep or mobility or hydrating well, whatever it is. What happens is we try and push those emotions away. We try and like suppress them and push them down. And what happens is like a spring, you're trying to push it down, then you take mm-hmm. your eye off it for a moment, and then it pops back up right next to you. And it's it's so like distracting and overwhelming at that point you can't help. Or it's like a child on a swing, like you push the child on the swing, like the play swing uh, uh, away and swings back harder. Um, and like it, those, that's the thing with our emotions. So like, the more we resist them, the more um the more powerful they get and the more of a hold they have over us. So like I, I've learned this personally from my own sleep um patterns especially. The key is like sitting with my emotions, like we said. And if that's sadness being sad for a bit if it's frustration allowing myself to be frustration because like I was, I was taught not to be angry as a kid like you can't be angry because that's a bad thing to be um so like oh but i'm, I'm feeling angry and give myself permission <laughs> and then my, my my sleep actually gets better when i give myself permission to feel a certain way definitely
0: I, lee and i always say to each other we're like okay like have your bitch fit like have, have your, your bad moment, moment. have your moment mm-hmm. like definitely- you're entitled to be upset about this, but then like Mm -hmm. it's, you got to keep it moving because even, I mean, like other entrepreneurs listening, like something goes wrong and like Lee and I get so in our own head Mm -hmm. and it's funny then getting feedback from people being like, wait, what are you talking about? Like we had a great time and I'm like, what? Like the audio didn't work and all this and like Mm -hmm. have my moment. But then like you have to have that power to keep going and keep showing up because yeah, you're building something and it's so easy to quit. Right. But I think it's almost like, um, I don't even know. I was going to say it harder to like walk away from it. Right. And, Mm -hmm. and just perspective back to perspective perspective is everything. Yes. If something goes wrong, yeah, that sucks, but it's having like the positive mindset to be like, okay, well, this is what I can control. Yeah. Maybe I, I didn't get to the gym yesterday, but I can control today and I can get there today and I can get a great workout. It's just all how you look at things.
1: Yeah, you nailed it there. Control the controllables. That's the thing that we come back to time and time again. The past is the past, the future is the future. But what is happening now? What can I do right now? Um, and like you you mentioned sleep habits and sleep tactics. The most useful thing that I I find is the light exposure that I spoke about. Um so within ninety minutes of waking up, spending well, depending on whether it's cloudy, but roughly twenty minutes. Outside without glasses on, or without um windows between you and the sun, like looking out into like open sky. And so if I'm walking my dog, that's great. Um, but if I'm not, I'm just get outside walking, do some box breathing, something like that. And that really that triggers the start of your like kind of wakefulness. So your body produces cortisol, which is kind of thought of as a stress hormone, but like well, it is a stress hormone, but it's a good thing to have first thing in the morning. That's one of the things that wakes you up, your rising levels of cortisol. And then you kind of, that triggers your wakefulness. And then what happens is that means there's going to be a bigger drop when it comes to going asleep and staying asleep, um, which means you're going to be more sleepy. And then also like the flip side of that is we require a lot of light to um, wake us up in the morning. So we have to be outside for 20 minutes, like I said, 10 to 20 minutes, depending on the weather. But in the evening, it requires like a tiny, tiny bit of light to really trigger that wakefulness and to like, again, trigger the cortisol and therefore keep us awake for too long or where we want to be asleep. So being mindful of our phone use, um, being mindful of the light above us is really important because like if we have the the ceiling lights turned on, they're super bright, that triggers like the wakefulness as well. And doing things that are going to calm you as well. Um, more things that are useful here is like, your body temperature is a huge predictor of whether you're going to go to sleep or whether you're going to feel wakeful so if you start the day with a cold shower which is not how anyone wants to start the day but it's a really good way to start the uh, start the day like that will again trigger that cortisol trigger the adrenaline and get you awake and then if you finish the day with a warm bath or by being warm what happens is after that your body temperature will kind of or your the bit of your your brain that controls your body temperature will start to um lower your body temperature and it will bring you down to a cooler state which is where you want to sleep so like that's that's some good things like so temperature and light are the two variables that we can use to get to sleep very well and then having a cool bedroom is really useful too
0: so what i'm hearing is i need to lock Shay out on the porch in the morning (laughs) yep that's one (laughs) (laughs) i then yeah i then need to give her a nice bath give her a nice bubble bath at night And make sure she has a nice cooling temperature in her room. I love this room.
1: Perfect. Yeah, that's that sounds like a spa of sorts. <laughs> Weird spa, but a spa nonetheless.
0: I wish people would treat their mental health and their self-care routine like putting on pants in the morning. Would you Would you ever go about your day without putting on some sort of pants or shorts or whatever? No, you know, some you... days when I work from home. Okay, some days. That, but yeah. if you were to leave the house, you should always make sure that you have some sort of self-care mental health routine to start your day yeah and i find it really interesting you say that too because i think people put so much stress and they look at these fitness professionals and like it's so easy right that to see their outer shell to see kind of like the physique and the goals but like that like if people only kind of put that same emphasis on like kind of like the mental work that that person has had to do as well right preach
1: Mm -hmm. yeah and the the huge benefit of that as well or like the kind of the flip side of it is that we often think that uh, if we're training our mindset, it has to be to the same level that we train our physical body, which requires hours and hours and hours and hours. But if we're doing nothing already, it only requires like five, 10 minutes a day to make some huge, huge changes in the way you think and feel. So like, it doesn't have to be these huge like ground like shaking habits where you're meditating for an hour a day in complete <laughs> <loose laughs> silence like like no no one's got time for that like no like no one with a real job like actually sits there and does, does that but kind of I think thing that's no the
0: the other day, i was like i don't think i have like the patients like they're talking about like sound baths and i was like i can't think mm-hmm. of anything worse
1: like, <laughs> 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 sure. yeah but like, so yeah like finding something that works for you like some of the things that i prescribe for from athletes like super commonly is getting outside and doing a box breathing walk so um if they find themselves super overwhelmed and super stressed we're like killing as many birds with one stone as we can because we're getting outside we're getting into natural uh, daylight within a few minutes of waking up Um, and then we're like inhaling for four steps holding for four steps exhaling for four steps holding for four steps and we're just repeating that and sometimes they build up to six steps or eight steps but it's always very easy and they're really like they're doing things to help their nervous system regulate and they're giving themselves time outdoors and maybe they're with the dog and like all these kind of other benefits that coming along with it um they get a whole host of benefits and like it's simple and it's effective and it doesn't put a huge strain on your on your day
0: amazing I feel like I'm already like leaving this podcast with like so many things I want to like incorporate into my routine and just like I mean obviously but start with one start with one it's just like little things mm-hmm. that I can
1: kind of integrate no do it all perfectly do everything that, that's that's the method <laughs> <laughs>
0: Method to the madness. Um, but with that being said, Tom, um, before we wrap this up, is there just is there anything that you kind of wish you integrated sooner? I know we talked about like just a lot of different things. Or something you wish you knew sooner in your kind of like mindset journey that um yeah, you think you could help, help our benefit? listeners? Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. I think it'd be the regulation piece because so we work on a three-step method we regulate our nervous system rewire the story we believe and then perform our peak i think everyone starts at the peak performance stuff so if you're an entrepreneur you think about like a time management um or kind of the pomodoro technique or with these kind of like you've got to do it exactly like this and it's very like performance and outcome based and then we like when we get the next step in mindset it's like okay what's the story that's holding us back or like kind of trying to generate presence and i did that i focused on the, that exact sequence and i completely forgot that i was walking around in a physical body that required maintenance and i was training super hard and pushing myself really hard but never doing things that allowed myself to recover so prioritizing recovery prioritizing my nervous system regulation like that was the that was the thing that i wish i did more consistently from um from a starting point
0: amazing well Thank you so much. I think this is going to be really beneficial and educational for a lot of our listeners. And I know it was for me, um, Shay, we got to hold each other to it. Anyone listening to this podcast, find someone to hold you accountable. We'll hold you accountable. We'll just DM you can us. be those people just sign into our DMS. We'll say, go, go on your walk. Get that sunlight. Yeah, four, seven, <laughs> here we go. Um, but, uh, thank you again, Tom, and go ahead and plug yourself. Where can people find you?
1: great um the best thing to do is head to our instagram which is mindsetrx. so mindset rxd or you can find me on my socials which is tom foxley tom f-o-x-a-y um, we've actually got a new ebook that we just released which is completely free and it's an insight into the method we use um, it's called the complete guide to mindset for functional athletes and you can find it on our instagram on our website and basically wherever else but instagram and website are the the big thing
0: What a last name though, Foxley. Like I was just
1: Hey, everyone says that. I I get a lot of credit for that. I had no choice in it, though. Surprisingly.
0: Hashtag. Yeah. What was your? No,
1: I don't. I need to, don't I? Yeah, like
0: I think that could have been really good. I have have to let you guys help me. Duty. Yeah, everyone. Yeah, Everyone says duty. So in college, everyone calls called me poop. quite the nickname speaking of childhood trauma <laughs> see, see, this is why i'm messed up this is why i can't sleep at night, guys. um all right donors you can tone from home you can tone from your phone but all we ask is I that you don't, don't tone alone. alone bye guys